Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Politics, Politics, Politics Debate Wrap-Up Show! Oh, my God. Why was this so long? So much longer than the last one. The last one was tight, tight, two hours. And let's, let's be real here. Like, these debates get a little soggy past the hour mark, Right? They get a little, not as many people are watching. It doesn't make as many headlines unless somebody lights themselves on fire. It, it just is what it is. But geez, Louise with cheese, I'm speaking with you literally the second that this debate went off the air and it is uh, uh, 1045 on the East Coast. All right, enough of my old man bitching. All you want to know is who won, who lost, who did well, who, did, uh, who, who didn't. I'm going to go down my notes here. Number one. Top line, you got a double dragon situation right here because it was Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders against any and all comers. Everybody wanted a piece of them. Everybody took shots. Well, not everybody, specifically a cordry of people that all are probably never going to see a 2020 debate stage again. They decided that there was one way to salvation, and that was to carve a path through the progressives. Delaney took shots. Ryan took shots. Newcomer Bullock took shots. It was a, a, a absolute firing squad against the two of them. And yet, I think Bernie Sanders is happy when he can be the counterweight. I think he is very uncomfortable being the front runner because he doesn't have another bold vision and i can understand from his perspective he's the bold vision guy so when people buy into your bold vision and you're the front runner what are you gonna have a bolder vision <laughs> are you going to have something more uh striking than the striking thing that made you a political figure to begin with Warren, I think, is better, feels more comfortable as a front runner. She has a plan for that, after all. And she can, you know, pull out whatever her new plan is and talk about this is why I need to be the person that is elected. But when both of them are under attack, they are both in their element. Although more Bernie than Warren. Warren had a really awkward moment at the very beginning uh, where she was trying to tell a story, like one of those classic politician, like, I met a woman in uh, uh, whatever town, uh, Florida, and I think it was like a David Cross bit where he's like, a man who had to eat his own eyeballs. <laughs> so she had one of those stories about Eddie. I don't know what the hell was happening to Eddie, but uh, uh, she got cut off. Because by the way, the CNN moderators... They were the not effing around crew. 
They they uh, were very, very clear about, like, we're moving on. Please don't violate the rules. We're moving on. Uh, in fact, I, I noticed a thing when they went to Dana Bash. They were also really good about eye contact. Like, they wouldn't lift their eyes off their paper in uh, until they had called the name of the person they were going to, and then they would raise their eyes right to that person. I thought that was really smart. Anywho, let's get back to the Double Dragons. They were fighting as hard as they could. Warren had this awkward moment with Eddie where she yelled at the crowd that it wasn't funny because she had a funny moment where she said she wanted to bring it back to Eddie. But other than that, they were both in their element trying to describe why these policies that are to the left, they are to the left, and they got called to the left tonight, uh, uh, unlike either of the previous two debates in Miami. There was a very, very, very clear firing line from everybody except the person that I said was going to do it, by the way, because your boy went 0 for 3 tonight on his lead pipe locks. All right. The lead pipe locks. Everything that I said was going to happen in the lead pipe locks, which if you didn't see them on Twitter, on YouTube, here are my three predictions. Number one, Elizabeth Warren would sneak this Bernie. Number two, Amy Klobuchar would declare herself that I'm not a socialist candidate. And number three, Beto would double down on gun control. Now, Bernie wound up sneak dissing Warren, had a line at the very end of the night saying, I also have a plan for something. Little sneak diss. Everybody declared themselves the I'm not a socialist candidate, or at least there was a goddamn conga line for that uh, that that particular distinction. Amy Klobuchar was not one of them. And Beto, of course, doubled down on something stupid, but it was reparations. And then he almost immediately, literally, the next person to talk was Marianne Williamson. And, and she was like, oh, not only am I going to be more aggressive on reparations, I'm going to name the number that I'm going to pay back to uh, any and all descendants of slaves. And I'm going to uh, reveal that the way I got to that number was because I was going to calculate 40 acres and a mule. So my point about the Beto prediction was that Beto would do something really short-sighted and really stupid, and he did, and he immediately got blown out of the water for it. So I'm almost tempted to give myself half credit on that one, and I'm almost tempted to give myself half credit on the I'm not a socialist candidate, uh, but I don't know. Well, we'll have to turn in my my final scorecard at, at the end of, uh, of, of both debates to see how uh, things come back. So I am recording this live uh, uh, here on twitch.tv slash Justin R. Young. MDA, uh, MDTA UK says they all seem to have learned from their mistakes and nobody mentioned impeachment. That actually is one of the dogs that didn't bark. And it shows you, despite the fact that Elizabeth Warren really recatapulted herself into this race on the back of impeachment, that's not where she's going right now. She does not want to make her living. Uh, she doesn't want to live or die on whether or not Donald Trump is going to get impeached. Now that she's here, she's going to talk about what she's talking about. She's going to talk about how she has a plan for everything. And that's what she's going to do. And I do think that's the proper way for her to run. All right, let's talk about the next person that had a really, really good night. Booty, 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 rocking everywhere. Booty, ba, booty, ba, booty, ba, booty, ba, booty, ba. Booty Judge, Mayor Pete. 
he uh, he was good. He was a lot better than Miami. And I thought he had a good uh, turn in Miami, but he looked like he could punch with the heavyweights up on that stage. Uh, it felt a little bit more real. Felt like he had a little bit more blood pumping uh, uh, in in his veins. He, he has a tendency to maybe come off a little robotic uh, at times. He was not that here. He did a very good job of reminding everybody that he is very young. He mentioned like high school and uh, a bunch of things that are just sneaky ways to remind everybody. I'm young. I'm young. I'm young. Old, old, gross, old, young, young, fresh face. Oh, I could I could be an extra on euphoria. Look at me. But more specifically, the strongest moment of the night for Buddha Judge was uh, uh, he had this kind of running theme about how everybody was offering the same plans. I think it was on gun control. I think he really owned gun control. That uh, uh, he said, like, look, we can't keep talking about the same things. And then it would swing around to three other people, and then for whatever reason it would come back to him. And he's like, again, we can't keep talking about the same things. Whenever you can kind of bend the meta, the way that the viewer is looking at it to your position, that's really great debate performance like in the way that we have debate set up now that's how you do a good job because when you're up on stage it's hard to look at anything other than like i'm literally just trying to hit my talking points i'm just trying to stay under time i'm just trying to realize if i'm being too shrill or too angry or too submissive like there's a lot going on in your head that when you can feel comfortable in your own skin with all that and do the kind of meta stuff that shows maturity. It shows, uh, uh, look, an ascendant star in Mayor Pete. I think he is going to see his fortunes rise because his, his uh, poll numbers have kind of uh, stalled a little bit, despite the fact that he had the really good fundraising quarter. Uh, I, I felt that there are three clear winners, and it was Warren, Bernie, and Buddha Judge. I mean, and one more. And one more. I gotta say, I gotta say, I have to tell you, Marianne Williamson had a good debate. <laughs> <laughs> She had a really good debate. You know, she came off uh, as somebody with something to say. She came off as bold. She came off with with uh, uh, opinions and policies that didn't just sound like retreads. Marianne Williamson had a good night. As much as, like, look. All right, here. More on Marianne when I break down uh, my, 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 my final. I have buckets for everybody. I put everybody in buckets. All right, here are my buckets. You ready? Number one, the dead by dawn bucket. Literally, you ain't going to see these dudes back up on stage at all. It's over. It's a wrap. As we've talked about before, you have very, very, very harsh debate qualifying floors. This is the last debate that was on the old way of doing things. Now you have to have more individual donors. You have to qualify at 2%, I believe it is, in uh, four 
uh, qualifying polls. Andrew Yang thought he'd done it, and then the Democratic National Committee said, no, you didn't. We're, we're not counting one of the polls that you thought uh, uh, was going to uh, was gonna count for you. So these are guys that are way behind, and they ain't going to catch up. Ryan, Delaney, Hickenlooper, Bullock, I'm sorry, but au revoir. There is no coincidence that these are also the guys that were going super, super hard on the Double Dragons. This is a bucket I like to call why. Why are you here? If you're not going to mix it up, you're not going to offer a bold policy, and you're not going to articulate what you're doing beyond what your stump speech is, why are you on stage Amy Klobuchar and Beto O'Rourke. Honestly, why? Why? Why are you running for president? You're not as good as the other people, and I, I don't think that your fundraising is going to, whether or not they make it to the next floor, I don't know. I I, I don't feel strong enough to, uh, to, to say that they won't, but I don't think they're going much further after that. I, I think that they're both uh, out of gas. Now, here is a bucket that's very small because it only holds one candidate. It's a bucket called will inexplicably be on stage during the general elections debate. Marianne Williamson. I have no idea if she's she's not polling well at all. Right. So I have no idea if she's even going to make it to another debate. But I do not believe we have seen the last of Marianne Williamson in this election uh, and again, she had a really good debate, I felt. I felt like she really she really connected with that audience. And of course, the winner's circle, Booty, Bernie, Warren, BBW. Yes, friends, Detroit loves BBW. All right, that about wraps it up for us tonight. Uh, uh, PX3 Prime tomorrow, we got the debate results uh, uh, tomorrow and uh, yeah so a two podcast day I will see you all then until we speak again though remember politics has three names Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>